Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my, my thoughts and sort of review of the Legend Sundial that launched on January the 7th in Season of Dawn. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. And if you're on YouTube, you hit like, subscribe, and the little bell button. That helps me out as well if you enjoy the content there instead of the live Twitch streams. So... The Legend Sundial isn't getting uh, a whole lot of praise. Understandably, there's th- this is this is not a very good piece of content. It doesn't seem. I do want to say the good. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the good. I think there are some things about it that aren't terrible, especially if you're grinding pinnacles. Uh, then I'm gonna talk about the bad. But I want to end with suggestions. I don't just want to make a negative video. I, I don't just want to act like you know. There, there's nothing redeeming here. I also went maybe, maybe want to try and offer some context and explanation as to why it seems Bungie didn't put a lot of eggs in this basket uh, because of the way that the, the seasons are structured. So let's just start with the good. It actually, for people trying to grind pinnacles, it actually is the fastest and the most intentional pinnacle grind of the week. Like if you're trying to grind pinnacles and you're trying to get that plus 10, it's the fastest and the most intentional. Wherever you need the help, which likely would be a heavy weapon, you could go in there and you choose the weapon and then you know you're going to be getting a pinnacle for that particular drop. That is nice. Having that intentionality I think is good and it's really, really fast. So, you know, and oh yeah, I forgot about nightmares. Nightmares at master, if you're pretty high level, are pretty fast as well. They're like five to ten. This is like ten to fifteen minutes. So okay, it's one of the fastest, but it also is way more intentional because you can pick the specific, you can get specific the specific drop, which is helpful because there's so many energy weapons uh, in the raid. Uh, it's not that hard. It actually looks worse than it is. If you click on it, you're like, oh my gosh, all these modifiers, holy moly, why would I even want to do this? I think that's one of the things that might push people away uh, from even take a crack at it. Uh, as soon as you highlight Legend, it's just full of modifiers, and unlike Nightfall, there is literally no loot incentive attached to it. There's nothing. It's just, it's boom. It's there's no loot incentive. It's kind of like the nightmare hunts. It's like, why am I raising the difficulty and adding all these modifiers? I don't see a loot incentive attached on the UI. Well, it offers a pinnacle drop, which they, again, they don't do a great job of the UI of communicating that to you. Um, so folks in chat are saying nightfall is 10 minutes. The sundial is the third slowest, uh, behind the raid and the pit. I don't honestly, if you're speed running sun, if you're speed running nightfalls and speed running, uh, the dungeon, I think those are those are not normative experiences. If you play the Nightfalls or you play the dungeon just at a normal pace, I found yesterday to be ridiculously fast. We were basically done with Sundial in anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. So I think you guys are giving examples that might be specific to yourself. In any case, it's fast and it's the most intentional. It's not that difficult, you know, especially because it's 950. I think a lot of people are going to look at these modifiers and they're going to be like, this is ridiculously, I, I don't want to do this. Extinguishes on? What the... And, I mean, my favorite is this one. Uh, arc damage is increased. Knockback damage and distance is increased. Like, that's that's what we want. We want to get knockback more, and we want to take more damage. But we got in there, and it's 950. And it being at 950 made it very, very reasonable. Uh, it's not it's not that difficult. So, 950 makes it pretty straightforward. For an endgame loop of a pinnacle reward, you just kind of go in there and do it. Not a lot of thought. So, that's the only good things I can say about this. In my opinion, this is another fumbled ball by Bungie 
they don't really seem to understand how to incentivize aspirational content. Heroic Menagerie was the same way. It was painful. It was long. It was arguably way harder than this, and you didn't really get any loot incentive to grind it. Uh, the dungeon, aspirational content, end game content with almost no strong loot incentive. Oh, you get fully masterwork armor. Yeah, with terrible stats. Uh, the raid, the raid loot incentive hasn't been strong for a really, really long time. Master Nightmare Hunts didn't really have a strong loot incentive. It was great if you were doing the lectern grind and you wanted the currency, uh, but it just it just didn't land very good as an aspirational end game piece of content with a loot incentive. And here we are one more time with Legend Sundial almost nothing. Now, before I jump into the bad, I do want to say we have to remember that this activity is going away. So, if we envision Legend Sundial as a basket, if they would have filled this basket with a ton of dope stuff and a ton of loot incentives that you couldn't get anywhere else, they would have run the risk of frustration for those that spent the $10. I spent $10 and you put a disproportionate amount of items in in, in a challenging non-match-made activity. More than likely, that's what is behind some of the decision-making here at Bungie. They're casting a wide net, they're targeting the, the majority of the players base and the majority of the player base isn't going to want a significant amount of the loot incentive attached to their $10 purchase inside of end game non-match made challenging content I think that's probably where their thought process on this was because it is going away however I still think there's criticisms that need to be made here alright basically in the most literal sense there is no reason to run legend sundial more than once a week per character After you run it one time, there is, in the most literal sense, no reason to run it after the first time. You get the pinnacle drop, and after that, you are wasting your time. You are only going in there and making it take longer for, and I mean this, in the most literal sense, there is no loot incentive at all beyond that. Not a single reason to go in. So you go in and run it once per character. That's 30 minutes. (laughs) Well, let's, let's round it up. Okay, it's 45 minutes of your week and that's it okay so as I said on the outset it's good for those going for pinnacle it's nice to have that other source but if you're putting it on the roadmap and you're kind of giving people this idea that like this is another piece of content launching I would say it needs to feed the back end of the game a little bit more it does feel like the game is very slanted toward the middle of the pack the more not super casual players but the more casual and the more moderate players seem to be the target of the season pass content that's probably a pretty good business strategy because there's way more of them than the top 10% that want things to be ridiculously hard or ridiculously grindy the minority is getting ignored a little bit here because you're at the very tip of the pyramid there's not a lot of you and I, I think that needs to be stated I, I, I do think for $10 they're like we need to cast a wide net here that probably wouldn't go over well but the result is the vocal minority that goes to reddit and twitter and all these places that play the most they're kind of like why in the world are you doing this the exotic quest was really easy this is no that there's no reason to run this more than once a week also some more criticism that i would like to make beyond just there being no loot incentive basically at all is modifiers like extinguish and others just seem really unfun and uninviting i'm sick of modifiers like extinguish and match game okay no match game and extinguish do very little to influence my loadout very little oh and locked loadouts get out of here with this like these are not fun they don't promote fun they don't promote creativity or loadout changes or 
unique anything. They're annoying. They're annoying. They make people avoid content. I believe you can have modifiers that influence loadout changes, influence changes in our gameplay without making it be super painful. Glass sucked. Blackout sucks. Match game sucks. They're not enjoyable. There's got to be some more creativity for modifiers because when I looked at this yesterday, I was like, I don't want to play extinguish match game locked loadout content. I don't want to. It's not fun. It's annoying. Stop with this. This is not end game difficulty. It just isn't. It's 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 arbitrary limitations to make the character and the player feel like it, it's taking too long. Truth be told, it's actually way easier than these modifiers make it seem like it's going to be. It makes it it makes it seem like it's going to be terrible. It's actually not bad. I I'm worried though that a lot of teams are going to sail all the way to the boss fight. That's actually where extinguish can happen because you can have a lot of multi deaths. Uh, in the boss room, and it's kind of small, and it's kind of spammy, so be careful in the boss room. Uh, No matchmaking just doesn't seem necessary. Uh, I'm typically one that says you don't want to have matchmaking and really hard content or challenging content if you ran Menagerie with people who didn't know what they were doing. It was pretty painful, and so I was like, eh, you don't want to have matchmaking for Heroic Menagerie. In this this particular uh, piece of content, I I don't feel like you could keep, you you could put matchmaking in there. I believe you could. Just take Extinguish off, and I think you'd be fine. Uh, which leads me to my final section. Uh, suggestions, okay? That's one suggestion right there. Just take Extinguish off and throw in matchmaking. For Pete's sakes, I, I don't think it's needed. M- extinguish literally sucks. Massive. It's stupid. We hate it. No one likes it. Get it out of the game. There's no need to throw people through load times, okay? It's awful. And it's one of the only real reasons to not have matchmaking, because it would get pretty trollish and pretty toxic. Because if somebody AFKs or wants to be carried or whatever, and then you die at the end and everybody gets extinguished, that'd be pretty frustrating. Also, the... This is just thought for the future. This isn't something they can do anything about now. The perk that we got at level 92 on the Season of Dawn Season Pass, where you permanently unlock access to the additional perk, the alternate perk, I think that should have been reserved for Legend. Once I unlocked that, that's a nice end of season reward. That's something that, yes, we got in three to four weeks. Most people will get that in a month, month and a half or, or longer. That's a, that's a late season or mid-season reward. You could have lined that up with Legend. You can't get the extra perks unless you run Legend. That's a loot incentive to run Legend. That makes sense, right? You're not keeping guns at arm's length from the people that can't get a team and go into Legend. It's just an extra perk. I think that's that, that brings that sense of like, oh, it's adept. It's slightly better but not grossly better so people feel like they're getting left out I think that would have been a pretty good loot incentive for legend maybe put armor in the pool for a grab at the end just one armor piece grab one of the five so while you're running legend for the week you can focus on getting a great pair of gauntlets or something like every time at the end just throw in one armor drop that I can grab uh, in order to work on armor grind remove extinguish and add matchmaking we already said that stagger the frames this is something they could have thought about they can't do anything about this now they could have staggered the frames and released them over time uh, instead of going to the EDZ obelisk and being able to get three weapon frames the one's the free for everybody but then there's the two weapon frames right you get like you get two saint 14 weapons 
I don't know what they all are. I don't know what the combinations are. Let's just imagine EDZ is the auto rifle and the and the sidearm. Well, they could have staggered it, and you could have only been able to get the auto rifle up to this point, and then you got to run Legend to unlock that one. They could have done that. They could have staggered. Uh, they they could have staggered the release of the frames. That would have made more sense. It would have been like, oh, that's something to look forward to. That's something that's launching with Legend. They didn't do that. Listen, bottom line. We need loot reasons to run aspirational content. I cannot stress this enough. I, I, it's, it's kind of crazy to me that I'm even saying this sentence as often as I've had to say it throughout the years of Bungie launching content. If you are going to create aspirational content, you have to put a loot incentive in there. Master Nightmare Hunts, The Dungeon, Legend Sundial, Heroic Menagerie. These are all fumbled balls. You can't keep doing this. It doesn't work. You create good spectrum and you create good content and then you don't fill it with anything. That's where they're making a misstep. They could have simply launched this with a couple of ornaments or a couple of flashy things. At least that would have been something. At least that would have been something. I cannot imagine why, logistically, they continue to starve aspirational content of strong loot incentive other than what I said. They're targeting the main, middle, meaty core audience and the top 10% that really wants to run hard, challenging content week to week like raids, dungeons, and master or legend you know, difficulty stuff. They're starving us a little bit because they're really focusing their limited bandwidth and limited content offering on the middle of the player pool. I would say they could have done a handful of things that wouldn't have been starving of any side of the player pool, but would have given us top 10 percenters a little bit something extra for running content that it's not that difficult, but it would have been a reason to run it. Right now, there's almost no reason to run it. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Legend Sundial. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Uh, that's usually when I'm on is when these hit the feeds. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. Going to jump right into the questions today. BCB says, do you have to be in a certain location for shared wisdom? I joined someone who wanted the buff. They literally leveled three times in front of my face and I got nothing. We were on the moon. You don't get anything from them. You get a percent. You get a bonus if you cash in stuff when they're with you. The actual shared wisdom bonus doesn't give you something while they're cashing. It's because it's for you. So if you come here, it says small fire team XP boost. Right? You unlock that throughout all the, all the, all the. You know, small fire team increases fire team members XP gains by two percent. That's all it does. It just increases your gains uh, when you're cashing stuff in. So you're not going to get anything from them cashing stuff in. That would be absurd. Um, that'd be that'd be like you could literally do um, XP lobbies. Just come in and get free XP. Troll Annie, do you think we need a better pursuit for seasonal armor? Should the pinnacle activity of the season, Legend Sundial, provide us with a pursuit to forego weapon drops? I don't think it should be uh, a forego thing. I think it should be, hey, you just ran Legend, you can pick your four weapons, but we're going to just throw in a piece of armor. There should just be a a section down below or up top. Do it up top. You know how when we went in the first time and we grabbed the the exotic quest for uh, the Devil's Ruin? 
up top it has all five pieces of armor and you just grab one you get a random roll random affinity whatever and then it disappears and then you can start grabbing your weapons it's that i mean that's that's simple that's 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 something you know currently there's there's literally nothing unless you're trying to pinnacle grind which we've talked about this i I said this in my pinnacle grind video, either make it better or get rid of it. It seems so superfluous. You get tons of, you get tons of, listen, this is where, this is where Bungie's got some dissonant things in the game right now. If I'm a hardcore player and I've been playing a lot and I'm going for sundial God rolls, guess what I have? Probably 92 on my season pass. Do you want to know what else I have? If I've been doing that 10 to 12 levels of, of bonus power from the artifact, which completely negates any real strong desire or reason to go for pinnacles. So it's like your target audience for legend is probably just like shrugging at pinnacles. Like, I don't care about that. I got plus 13 on my artifact. I'm 117 on my season pass. I can get double perks on my guns in normal sundial. Why would I run legend sundial? Well, um, you get a pinnacle drop. I don't care about a pinnacle drop. I got, I got all this bonus power. You see, there's a dissonance. There's an incentive dissonance there. It's like, well, I don't need, again, there's a small percentage of people that are probably like, yay, pinnacle that, but that's it. Even then, even then, let's just consider for the sake of argument, let's say the top 10%, all of them do care about grinding for pinnacles. Even if you grant that point, which I don't believe is true, even if we grant that point, that still means you only run it once a week per character. That still isn't a very strong rhythmic ritual you know, value point of loot. Why? That's it? So they they sold the, they sold legend sure they really did and ultimately this is what I came to the conclusion of in the interim between the talk and the Q&A this is kind of what I said they basically decided there was no real way to handle this in in a, in a way that was accessible so if they make it too easy then it doesn't feel like legend so they throw on extinguish and then now that extinguish is on it's like well you can't have matchmaking so they remove matchmaking well, now that they've done that, you you can't have good loot in there. That's what you, Eugene typed it out in that sort of uh, succession in chat in between, and it encapsulated what I had been saying. If you imagine that Legend Sundial is a basket, they can't fill that basket with a bunch of dope stuff because people would have complained, like, I spent $10 on the season pass, and you have all that stuff in an aspirational pool that I can't really get into. And Bungie couldn't be like, well, let's do matchmaking. You do matchmaking, then it doesn't feel aspirational. So it's like, it's got internal conflicts within it. It's like, if you make it with matchmaking and you make it accessible, now it's not aspirational. If it's not aspirational, can you really justify putting really dope loot in there? Okay, make it aspirational, make it challenging, no matchmaking. Well, now if we put aspirational worthy loot in there, you're going to get complaint from the casuals, which is, there's a lot of them, probably the majority of the player base doesn't necessarily play casual number of hours, but they're casual in their sentimentality. They're going to be like, well, I can't do that. There's, there, it's stuck. Seasonal content's always going to be stuck in this loop of if we make it really, really hard, a lot of the player base can't go in there, which might sit, you know, kind of sour on the community because they spent $10 on seasonal content and we're putting some of it out of their reach. Now that it's out of reach and it's aspirational, well, that's caused to put good loot in there. Whoa, man, now you're really doubling down. Aspirational content out of reach of a lot of the community. Oh, and you put dope loot in there. 
there's no I, I just don't think it works I don't think it works like that's why I said they could have done a couple of things that would have made more sense because it's actually not that difficult it's the lack of matchmaking that's a bit of a stiff arm to most of the community I think they should have done the double perks in there an armor drop uh, and then they could have staggered the frames so you have to run legend maybe to unlock some of the frames but again that would have been a barrier for the for the the lower echelons of the community that logic means we'll never get raids in seasons that aren't expansions for the foreseeable future. That is exactly right, Flame. That is exactly right. We will not be getting raids, I don't think, for that very reason. It's only ten dollars. It's only ten. So you don't, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't give us a significant amount of content in ten dollars that is made for the ten percent of the community. You know what I mean? legit question every time i turn on his stream he is just rambling nonsense i hate to break it to you barky as you sit in time out like a child that's not a legit question it's not a question at all it's a statement every time i turn on his stream he's just rambling nonsense i am sorry that you struggle to understand the english language number one apparently you can't understand what i'm saying number two you don't know what a question is so maybe the internet in a chat room is not the best place for someone of lower intelligence maybe go somewhere else Hockey Dan. Do you think no matchmaking Legend Sundial is unnecessary? I personally felt like it was pathetic to have it get a fire team and do this activity. I'm all for no matchmaking for challenging content, but do you feel like Bungie uses the no matchmaking uh, a little too much? They don't use it that much at all, to be fair. I mean, in most of the places where they use no matchmaking, it makes sense, right? Master level nightmare hunts and nightfalls and raids and stuff. In this, in this situation in my video i said get rid of extinguish and put in matchmaking if i'm bungie i'm doing that next week i'm doing that next week i'm saying listen we listen to the feedback from the community we don't feel like legend sundial is is that challenging we're going to make sure we're going to power gate it you got to be 940 to go in we're going to we're going to min- minimum power gate it 940 we're removing extinguish and we're adding matchmaking if i'm bungie i'm pulling the trigger on that next week and and if you can, add an armor drop or something. Let me grab some armor. We're, we're going to make some quick adjustments to Legend Sundial. If I'm if I'm Bungie and I can pull those triggers, I'm pulling those triggers immediately. That's what, that's what I would do if I was in that position. They might not be in that position, but that's my feedback to them. Uh, Nick Hempsey, I don't think I thanked you for your brand new Prime sub because we started Q&A. Nick Hempsey with a brand new Prime sub, nine months from Tokyo Express and 16 months from Insane Dutch. Welcome back. Uh, soldier on music do you think Bungie needs the seasons to be longer I feel less desire to grind for weapons when there's so little time for build experimentation loot becomes less important when you don't feel like you can use it I don't think this is I don't think this really lands on how the weapons work right now there's a lot of weapons you can grind for in the sundial that you could you could go and use next season because the way they use the way they do the artifact, uh, the way they do the artifact mods, a lot of the weapons you can grind for in Sundial are not presently relevant in Sundial. So if you're using the anything that's not the scout, there's no because there's no bow. The auto rifle isn't relevant in there. The sidearm's not relevant in there. Um, these could all become relevant next season with the artifact. So a gun's relevancy is not locked to its season. You could go for god rolls right now on the guns and a handful of them are relevant in sundial what the scout and the linear few not even really the linear fusion 
The only gun, the only guns that are are, are are relevant in there are the pulse and the scout because there's no overload in there. So the auto rifle could be relevant next season. Uh, well, I guess the pulse rifle, but the pulse rifle is not a new weapon. It's it's a it's a reskin. The infinite pass is a reskin. Um, so yeah, I don't, I you know, I don't, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy into this idea that like grinding for it now and then as soon as next season starts, it's worthless. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. That doesn't work. You can use you can use a handful of guns right now that are from past seasons that are still relevant if you like them a lot. Ostringer, if you feel like it, you know stuff like that. Well, obviously not relevant to the the champion mods, but still. Um, go to the badge; it's easier to see all the loot. Uh, low no blind. Oh, right here. Okay, view contents. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So like. Breachlight sidearm is not relevant in Sundial. Scout rifle is. Steel feather repeater's not. Um, and then martyrs retribution's not really. I mean, you can use these in there, but they're not really. They're not really relevant in there, uh, in there uh, either. So, I would. I would say you could grind for them and then use them later. Um, you know. So that's the gambit, and then that's the crucible. Okay. So they've got some pretty good. They've got some really really good shaders too. Oh my gosh. How do I get Crucible Prestige? Complete the rewards associated with the Crucible Quest. I might have to do that off stream. That Crucible Prestige. I think Pugs was telling me about this one. That shader is stupid good. Um, uh, next question. Mick Cheshire. This is quite a pessimistic question. Well, get out, though. No. But do you think that this difficulty was simply a means to fill a square in the roadmap? Oh, I don't think so. No. You, th- that's not how it works, Cheshire. I don't think Bungie's like, all right, marketing team, can you put together the roadmap? And then some guy like looks up from his desk and he's like, Are you- we don't have anything for January seventh. Can you guys make something? Like that's not how it works. They're not like they're not like cooking up the the calendar and being like, well, we got a gap here. Can you get the teams to build something? I don't. I don't. Um. I don't think that that's that's how it went. <laughs> I think that they said. Let's have a let's have an increase in difficulty. We didn't do that with Vex Offensive. Let's try it with Sundial uh, because it's 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 formatted in a similar way to Menagerie, and Menagerie did the same thing. It went from normal to hard. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it it, it it filling the calendar is really only because it lacks rewards. Like if if it had if it had rewards, then I I think that no, but we wouldn't even be having this conversation, you know. I don't think so. I think people would be like, yeah, I'm grinding it for the better stuff. Even if it's slightly better stuff like the extra perk drops. D-Max speeds. Would Bungie limiting hard content matchmaking exclude raids? 970 for legend matchmaking would be a good idea to help casuals and hardcore do harder content. We've answered uh, like a lot of different iterations of this question this morning, so I'm not really going to answer your question. You kind of have gotten the gist of what I think about matchmaking and where it could land and can't land. Uh, I believe we've exhausted that that uh, that topic this morning. Gus the Fuss. Lono, I heard your prediction for this September is the return of the Dreadnought and the Taken Queen DLC. Do you think that they'll also do a weapons 2.0 overhaul like they did in armor and shadow keep yeah yeah i believe that we'll get a significant weapons update in september the dreadnought will return savathun will be the main antagonist that's what i think is happening uh end of this year uh we know dreadnought was planned for a d2 dlc launch and it hasn't happened yet i believe it's supposed to be the crescendo of the storyline and i also think that would be a really great time to maybe maybe uh reset everything or the loot or the guns or something i don't know um 
or just do something with the weapons so any weapons that drop September and beyond you have a strong reason to grind for they're newer they're cooler they're awesome like you know they're they're armor 2.0 they're weapons 2.0 right you get all that so yo what's good Oscar thank you again for the for the for the shirts Oscar T-Funk do you think Bungie is scared to put good loot behind skill walls like only difficult content has calling cards well if we look at the pattern there does seem to be some level of hesitancy from Bungie to put really really good loot behind a skill wall look at the raid for an example the guns in the raid are good there's nothing in there there is absolutely nothing in there that you're like I must run the raid that is so good that's so amazing it's all good. Garden of Salvation guns are probably the best raid loot we've gotten, I don't know, ever since Midnight Coup, maybe. Like, most of the raid gear up to now has been kind of like, what? This is all mediocre. This is all decent. This is all, oh, if you get the absolute best roll. Even Last Wish has some bad stuff in there, like the like the curated roll on the Chattering Bones. The frick is that? You know, and then if you want to run an energy hand cannon, Nation of Beasts is nice. Outside of that, you got the Apex Predator rocket launcher, the scout rifle, a sniper, a fusion, like, I don't know. Again, it's really inconsistent, isn't it? Like, there's not this massive, strong draw to go run raids. Dungeon, heroic menagerie, master level nightmare hunts. It's like, they're just sort of, eh, yeah. And then people always pick out like a couple of things, you know, Tyranny of Heaven or the shotgun from Crown of Sorrow or the shotgun from Scourge of the Past. Uh, (laughs) You know, there's always like one and then that's it. It's not like, oh, dude, you know, there's some great loot in there. And they did the same thing with other aspirational content. Somebody somewhere is 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 pushing back against that. Now, Armor 2.0 could solve this. We could land in September of this year and they could launch Armor 2.0 and then say, hey, this philosophy about making guns cooler, investment in guns, capacities of guns or whatever, we're doing X, Y, and Z. And if you really want Z, this really nice little extra umph, this little little teeny nice little cool capstone, you got to get guns or do something in aspirational content. What... I just, one of the things I think people have struggled to come to grips with, and this is one of the reasons that I pushed back for an entire year on high infusion cost and slow leveling and making content harder, like the first forge being inaccessible the day one of Black Armory, or when they made Escalation Protocol harder, right? All those content creators go to, go to, go to Bungie and they argue for things that I've argued against for the past year. And slowly but surely those things have faded. They're not making content really hard. They're doing more things like menagerie. Leveling is not hard. Leveling is as easy as it's ever been. Infusion cost is like not really noticeable because you don't really need to infuse because you're leveling so fast. Infusion's less frequent, and it honestly is 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 not that bad. It's a little bit cheaper because you got to buy the you got to buy the upgrade modules from the gunsmith. Oh, and they give them to you for free in the season pass. So they've they've softened all those edges that I pushed against. I pushed against those for 12 months. I I was given all kind of grief about that. But I think what people need to come to grips with and the reason this has been happening is the sentimentality, not the commitment, not the hours, okay? But the sentimentality of the Destiny community is mostly casual. It's mostly casual. Even the guys and the girls and the ladies and the men who play four to five hours a night, three to four hours a night, even those people 
They may be playing at a hardcore level of investment. They're casual in their sentimentality. Look at the complaints when something's really grindy or takes a long time. Like, everybody complains. They're like, this takes too long, you know? So I think more and more, the spirit of the community is rising to the surface and being seen for. Exactly. That's why I coined the phrase casual passionates. They're casual, but man, they're passionate about the game. They love the game. They put in the hours. They play. There are people who are casual by necessity because of their life situation. There are people who are casual in their heart. They're like, I don't want to play things that are ridiculously hard. I want to play and chill. I want to do the looties and the shooties, as I've said so many times. I think most of the player base sits down and they just want to do the looties and the shooties. They don't want something to take forever. They don't want to go into aspirational content. Raid engagement for the last five years backs me on this. The lion's share of the community hangs out in patrol areas. Like, so you've got to come to grips with that. If Bungie's going to offer a $10 season pass, they are not going to stack that content with skill walls and aspirational pools of loot. They're not. Is that a bad thing to just want to chill and play? No, homie. I've been taken up for you. If you just, if listen, I'm, I'm the people's champion. Admit it. All right. If you, if you're a casual, if you're a looties and shooties, kick back and relax player, I've been carrying your banner for the last 12 months and I got so much grief and criticism for it. You're, you're just trying to casualify the game. He's wrong per usual. That guy's an idiot. Like, I had to hear that. And then all of a sudden, the tide turned. The tide turned. I told people, give it time. I'm staying the course because I know with enough time these things will turn. And every twab that led to Shadow Keep was like bullet points from our Q&A sessions and our talks. They whittled down all those things that people hated, complained about, and didn't like. And what is the result? PvE numbers are stronger than they've ever been. As opposed to Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence, where the numbers were like, way up, and then two weeks later, right back down. We're not in that situation anymore. We are not in that situation anymore. And i that's what I mean. I think people are coming to grips with the fact that if you play five or six hours a day, that's hardcore engagement. If you double stack your hardcore sentimentality on top and say, I want aspirational content. I want it to be tough. I want to get my teeth kicked in. You are the smallest member group of the community. You are a teeny tiny minority. Think about it. Last Wish lands craziest, highest, sharpest delta we've ever felt in a raid. Okay? And who praised it? Who praised it? Streamers. The the, the slow leveling. The infusion cost. Escalation protocol being harder. Not being able to go into Black Armory Forge day one. Who praised that stuff? Streamers. The lion's share of the community did not like that. They were kind of like, I'm coming to play. I'm coming to play video games, not have dirt kicked in my face and have to climb some crazy hill of leveling and infusion and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do any of that. Now, I say all that to say this. 
Bungie's greatest challenge, Bungie's greatest challenge is satisfying that core audience, that 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 chunky fat middle group of people that is more casual in their sentimentality. You got to feed them, but if you starve the top 10%, it sets a really bad morale cuz they tend to complain, they tend to go to Reddit and the forums. So, you can't keep starving the top 10%. This is why a Bungie could figure out really, really good difficulty spectrum. You wouldn't feel so starved as a top 10 percenter. You wouldn't. I think Nightfalls get it right. If you look at the Nightfall ordeal structure, that I think is a really, really good structure for basically everything from here on out. If you go here and you go up from Adept to Heroic to Legend to Master, there's a very clear trajectory here of... The higher you aspire to play, the more you're going to get. And to be fair, Menagerie and Sundial, they bring that. There's a spirit of that there. The harder you play, the faster and more efficient you play, the more gun drops you're going to get. Are your obelisk maxed out? Great. You're going to get a ton of drops. Are you grinding it really quickly and paying attention and calling out things to your friends and running the champion modifiers? Yeah, you're going to get way more guns end of the week than the guy who's matchmaking and his obelisks are at like level 7. So, the spirit of that is here. I think hardcore players just glide over it so fast, they don't sense that, like... Sundial is actually structured in a way where you're not being starved, you just eat the meal really, really fast. And so you're like, well, okay, what's, what's next? The hardcores have done this before. This pattern has been set. It's, you could, it's, as, it's as predictable, it's as predictable as the changing of the tides. They, they, they devour the content and then they're so hungry and they're so starved that when they get something that is is a morsel, like a really short exotic quest, they're like, this sucks! Because they're starving. We've done this before. We get to a place in the season where as a hardcore player, you're way ahead of the curve. You're way ahead of the pacing. And they're like, okay, here's a little something. And they trickle something out. And you're like, this sucks. This is nothing. This is not the first time, by the way, that an exotic quest has been criticized for the very same reason. The hardcore players are literally sitting around being like, there is nothing going on. I can't wait for that exotic quest. And they're like, oh, exotic quest. That's it. Now, to be fair, this exotic quest was very light, but that's going to happen. There's been plenty of exotic quests that have been greater or lesser degrees of demand. In the spirit of the season pass, I think Bungie's just aiming at that 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 nice, healthy, big middle of the community that's just like, that was fun. I got to hear some cool dialogue and me, I got a laser gun, you know? And when you're at the top 10% of the community, you're like, this is all I get? Now, I want to push back on the people who are overly criticizing the exotic quests. It was, you know, it was it was it was 30 to 45 minutes, okay? Let's imagine that they made it longer and it took you three hours. <laughs> That's still one stream. That's still one play session. You know what I'm saying? What do they gain by giving you another hour to two hours worth of an experience? What do they gain by doing that? Almost nothing. You're going to find the fastest way to do it. You're going to find the quickest shortcuts and you're going to go use a guide on Reddit or YouTube and you're going to be done like that. And then what? And in the process of them them doing that, do you know what they did? They just stiff-armed the rest of the people that spent $10. Oh, for frick's sake. 
I wanted to get this sidearm, but Jiminy Christmas. It's like a four-hour-long... I don't want to do that. Like, what do they gain by giving you a two-hour quest or a three-hour quest as opposed to 30? Nothing. That's still one play session for you. That's not enduring value. You're not getting to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday being like, oh, man, that exotic quest really put the really put some pep in my step. No. You're like... You're... You're, you're gonna be done. Bastion requires like 10 spider bounties. Good luck to the casuals. And watch. Write it on the wall. Put it on your calendar. Put, <laughs> predict this. Th- that's gonna be complained about. <laughs> the same people, the same people that said that this was too short are gonna be like, this is too long and grindy and tedious, Bungie. Watch them. Watch them. They do the same thing every time. Every time a quest comes out, they're like, oh, Bungie, this is so tedious. I have to go do Lost Sectors and kill this and do that and go to this place and I'm going into old content. And then they complain. And then Bungie's like, okay, fine. We'll just do something really unique. We'll do something very different. There'll just be some dialogue and you'll go to Twilight Gap. And they're like, this sucks, man. It only takes like 30 minutes. They argue out of both sides of their head. These people are schizophrenic. These people are schizophrenic. I've seen the hardcores complain about this stuff. Don't don't act like they don't. I've been sitting here for five years. I watch it. I watch it. It happens. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do. You're ne- ne- people are never happy. Now I will say this: people tend to praise the exotic quests the most that are like many dungeons whether it's the bad juju or the outbreak or the whisper those get the most praise but come on those are significant pieces of content they can't do that every time they trot out an exotic <laughs> they can't what are they gonna do that every time like here you go here's a mini dungeon here's a mini dungeon come on like listen this is exactly why this is exactly why this rhythmic style of content is better than DLC I'm actually seeing people I, I, I absolutely love Chevy but even Chevy was like I don't like the trickle I'd rather get all the content at once okay uh, <laughs> like you you can't look at the player behavior and patterns right now of the top 10% and conclude that DLC drop like DLC waterfall delivery is better than trickling out or drip feed because you're getting all the proof you need right now that people would burn through it really really fast and then be like this sucks I have nothing to do they did it with the Taken King I sat here after Taken King's launch. I remember it like it was yesterday. We were three weeks in. Taken King had been out for three weeks. And the hardcore players, the ones that I knew that played the most, they were on all day, all night. Okay. I know there was a couple of people, you know, not a couple of people. There was pockets of the community that I knew, man, these people are playing all the time. Three weeks in. And they're like, I have nothing to do. I'm bored. I mean, I'm telling you, people were like, there's nothing to do. Rise of Iron, same thing. We have never, ever had a DLC delivery where people didn't hit that point very quickly of like, I have nothing to do. So, contrast that to now. Season of Dawn launches, and most of the dialogue and most of the feedback from the community tended to be, this is actually a little bit more substantive than I was expecting. And what do they do? 
they know life the dadgum game so they can be the first ones to get the guns the first ones to unlock the things the first ones to stream the stuff and a month later they turn and they act like that's an indictment of the content well I played for 7 hours a day and uh, I maxed my obelisks and I lived in a lost sector and well the content's just not substantive enough are you kidding me you know life the game of course there's nothing to do like we've done and it's so it's almost psychotic it's almost psychotic it's like we've done this every time every time every time content comes out you're like ah it's great it's good which by the way that's good for business as a streamer to use your platform to be glib and very like generically positive when content comes out because that's when the fever pitch of attention is on the content and then like a month later when you've exhausted the content played a disproportionate amount so you can make videos and have streams and and like milk it for all it's worth a month later you turn on the content and act like that's an indictment of the content when actually it's more about like your engagement with the content more than the content itself but that doesn't make their feedback suspect or anything like this con- this content you got to space that out if it takes you a month right if it takes you a month to get there if it takes you a month to get there to where i'm kind of bored and the content feels very thin you have to understand that th- most people are going to have your experience spaced out over probably 2 months maybe a month and a half month and a half to 2 months so they get halfway and they're like, well, I'm kind of bored. Well, guess what? Maybe not so because now they can maybe go into Legend. Legend doesn't have much to do. That's something we just talked about. You know, exotics or whatever. And truth be told, exotic quests have never been that substantive. I don't I don't I truly don't know what people were expecting. They've never they've never carried the week. They've never carried the week. It's not, it's not, other than that, what, the Thunderlord, but the Thunderlord was multiple weeks and we had to like, you had to like, hey, welcome to this week's Thunderlord assignment. Uh, could you go to a lost sector, spin in a circle and come back? Thanks. Cool. See you next week. Come on. It's always been this way. It's always been this way. People play too much and then they turn on the content. Like it's the content's fault. It, it's been it's been going on for five years and I'm sick of it being done by by people with the platform people with the platform are, are have been doing this and that's why I got frustrated a year ago when people with platforms were were calling for and drawing a line in the sand and really pushing for high infusion costs and slow leveling because it was like man oh man you guys are trying to stretch this out for yourselves while putting everybody else on a dadgum treadmill and it didn't work it didn't work and the player base numbers now and the change of trajectory and pacing in the game now is proof of that they have adjusted they've made some of those things easier and player base numbers have responded in kind So this big long rant is basically me telling you, you have got to accept that this game has a very casual player base in their sentimentality. Yes, they play lots of hours. Yes, they want to get everything, but they're very casual in their sentimentality. You are not going to turn this game into a traditional MMO. You are not going to turn this game into some unbelievable 12-man raid weekend-long, you know, raid runs. It's not going to become World of Warcraft or EverQuest. It isn't. It's its its own game. And if you go back, well, but Lono, they said they wanted to make the game into an MMO. We watched that video this morning. 
Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy say action MMO and then they say we've avoided the MMO term because it comes with baggage we're not going to turn this into a game with that, that feels like oh it's got a subscription fee they said we're going to increase your ability to customize with builds and stats and improve social Luke Smith said these are the two things we're going to work on to really make this feel like a really good action MMO stats which you have tons of customizations and stats influence now on your armor more than we ever have in the history of the game and increasing the you know and improving social they're really lacking on the social part but again he said this is where we want to go whatever they're working on to make the social aspects better hasn't really been seen that much so we'll see No subscription free, bruh. I've paid hundreds in DLC, bruh. Spread out over five years, bruh. Divide that by the monthly and hourly, you know, engagement that you have, bruh. A subscription fee means if you decide to skip one, you can't play. Like, you can skip a DLC or a season and you can keep on playing Destiny. You can't do that with a subscription fee. That's the difference. Subscription fees are also usually in place because there's dedicated servers, there's large living worlds, there's consistent you know quality of life and hotfixes and patches pushed out and more consistent DLC delivery because you're paying a subscription fee. You know? The, the, the setup now, you, you literally can just skip. You don't have to pay anything. You can just keep on playing. And you can play for free if you want you can play year one most of year two for zero dollars you can play you can play all of year one and year two for like 20 bucks <laughs> it's dirt cheap to get into this game that was a long rant that was a long rant the point of all of that was to really drive home the idea that if you're burning through the content quickly or you're hoping for this really awesome loot behind skill walls that's not going to be anything in the game probably ever or if they do as flame said a little bit ago one rate a year maybe in the dlc so that they could they can feed that top 10 percent the top 10 percent does need fed i will not deny that but you cannot expect the core and the meat of the content in a ten dollar season pass to be geared towards you you've got to accept this game's evolved out of the idea that like leveling and fusion costs and hardcore grinding is largely gone hardcore grinding now is for god roll weapons which i don't know traditionally that seemed to be where people centered their attention anyway the hardcore players typically in destiny one especially center their attention around that kind of a grind tier 12 builds with the armor and then god rolls on things like imago loop and grasp of malak there wasn't this like hard I mean I guess there was for Vog but Vog wasn't the style of leveling after year one this idea like I'm gonna log in every week and I've got a level I've got a level forever 29 sucks I'm not asking for it to be geared to me but a hat tip would be nice and that's where I agree with you T-Funk I think people just go a little bit too far I do want a hat tip for the top 10% Legend is a fumble I outlined a handful of things they could have done to make Legend worth it to that top 10% and it's it's another fumble I do believe Bungie has consistently struggled to feed the top 10% and I, I think that's a bummer I think the top 10% consistently asked for things that weren't really good value points Asking for infusion to be costly and leveling slow? Why? Hardcore players were hitting max level in two weeks anyway. Hardcore players always readily and quickly admitted that infusion costs didn't affect their experience. So, like, they spent all that time arguing for those quote-unquote value points, and it didn't really land as a value point on them, and it just hurt everybody else. Now that it's gone... Now they're setting their sights on like, well, I want things to be really, really challenging or really, really hard, and the best loot should be in the end game. 
I don't disagree with any of those sentimentalities, but that's not going to line up with a $10 season because $10 season is going to focus on the core audience. You're not going to get raid style content every, 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 every couple of months for 10 bucks. You're not. Th- that feeds the top 10%. That's why when people, there were multiple streamers saying that they wanted a raid every season or that they had heard or had it on good authority or that they thought we were going to get raids every season. What the frick? No. They lost developmental bandwidth. They lost a team that built raids. And why would you think we're going to get a raid for 10 bucks? What's the rest of the community going to get? <laughs> What's the rest of the community going to get? Res Eternal. What up, Lono? What is your opinion about there not being any activities this season that require max level? Um, I understand that you don't care about leveling, but I find that a little disappointing that there's no reason to chase pinnacles and subsequently no reason to really push myself for the uh, for a meaty grind to play something that pushes my skill to the max. Well, yeah, I mean, th- this is exactly time with what we just talked about. That's just not a focus. The seasonal content, I think, is just meant to be more weekly, daily, monthly ritual. It's not meant to be this hardcore grind. They've a tr- they, again, <clears throat> I I feel that they've tried to give you something with the sundials format and the four obelisks and level ninety two on the season pass. Um, I feel like they've definitely tried to feed you. It's 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 not much. But again, it's it's a $10 season, so you can't expect like a crazy substantive full course meal as a hardcore player. It's only $10. If you split up the $10 to, you know, split it three ways, okay? Split it three ways. $3.33 of the 10 goes to the low-hanging fruit stuff. The low-hanging fruit stuff for the very, very casual players. The season pass and art- the artifact, Okay. And then the other $3.33. That goes for the meat of the content. You know, Sundial, uh, the Obelisks, the Bounties. You know, just that stuff that anybody can kind of do. And then the very, very tippity top, the $3.33 that's for like the hardcores, you can't expect much. Like if you think about it like that, like if you divide it up and think of it in that way, it's like portions of this $10 are going to different sections of the game in a way you're not going to get a substantive d- delivery of hardcore endgame content for basically three bucks. You're just not. It's not like a hardcore player gives $10 and he gets $10 worth of hardcore, difficult, challenging, substantive content. And then a casual gives $10 and he gets $10 worth of very, very easy, low-hanging fruit, accessible content. And then the middle of the pat guy gives his $10 and he gets a good meaty, basic, day-to-day, week-to-week grind. Like, you're all giving $10 and you're all getting a slice of your sentimentality. And since you're in the minority as a more hardcore player, it's just very likely you're going to get less stuff. Now, keep in mind, I'm saying all of this while I just made a video taking Bungie to task for fumbling another another difficulty spectrum ball. Like, I'm on your side, but I'm also telling you, like, you got to set your expectations to a certain degree. Like, turn the dial down a little bit. I'm on your side. I just made a video being like, what the frick are you doing, Bungie? Another aspirational level of difficulty content with no loot incentive? What are we doing? Right? They did. They, they, this is a mistake. This is a misstep. The reasoning behind the misstep, we've already kind of outlined. If they're trying to feed the 80%, they, they don't want to put a bunch of stuff in, in a non-match made you know piece of content. They're just not going to. And I know that's a bummer for you, and I'm not saying that that's right. I'm saying that's cause for you to voice 
you know, voice your opinion and your criticisms and say, listen, you got to feed us. You got to throw us a bone here. You got to do something for us top 10 percenters. But you also need to at the same time be saying, I need to adjust my expectations here. It's only $10. My portion of, of satisfaction or end game aspirational content every season has, is, is going to be more meager than when you really, really loved Forsaken and Last Wish, or you really, really loved, maybe you loved the dungeon garden and the, and the nightmare hunts. I don't know. Or the, or the nightfall grind. Maybe you love that in Shadowkeep. And now you feel like, man, what the bottom fell out. Like I said, you, I think I think I think the hardcore players have got to adjust expectations. They have to accept that most of the player base is, is casual in its sentimentality, and they also have to accept the fact that you're only paying ten bucks. You're not going to get a huge chunk of aspirational hardcore content every season. Uh, attitude adjuster. Why do you think that they didn't include armor in the pinnacle drops? I would think this would be an incentive to, for more people to do it. See, this is where they could do what I said. Like, you know how you ran it the first time and it was like, grab the uh, uh, the Devil's Ruin? You, you grab that quest line and then all of a sudden the guns all slot up. If every time you finished Legend Sundial, there was all the armor at the top and you could grab one piece and then they disappeared and then the rest were, you know, and then the guns kind of slide up and you could pick your guns. Well, then you could choose, well, I want to pick a gun first this week. I really need a heavy weapon. And you grab a heavy weapon and that's your pinnacle. Or... Maybe you're dying for a pair of boots. You really need a pinnacle drop on your boots. Your first drop, then you would grab the armor. I think that's like, that to me just makes sense. It's like you're giving that intentionality. You're giving that extra, you're giving that extra loot incentive to, and then what does that do? That has a permeating value. Well, I've already got my pinnacles, but I could go for some armor. And if you're like, well, I don't care about armor. Well, then just go run normal. But again, that's why I multi-layered it that extra perk that drops on the guns right that extra perk that drops on the guns that should have been reserved for uh that should have been reserved for uh legend so if you're like well i don't really care about the armor well if you don't care about the armor, you care about the guns you're going to care about this extra perk right here because i wanted a rapid hit explosive payload scout rifle and i didn't get it i got vorpal but extra perk save the day yay see what i'm saying so both sentimentalities would be answered there. It's like, well, you only can get the extra perk in Legend, and you can pick armor if you want, and that gives you more intentionality over the pinnacle grind. Like, man, oh man, that hits three types of players. The pinnacle chasers get an incentive once a week, and then if that's all they care about, well, then that's a narrow that's a narrow sentimentality, which means you're going to have a narrow amount of content to engage with. That's on you as much as... That's more on you than anything. If all you care about is pinnacles, well, then you've narrowed what the game can offer you. That's not necessarily the game's fault. So you'd hit the pinnacle grinders, and then the people that maybe want to grind for armor, and if you don't want to grind for armor, you just want guns, boom. There's three value points there. A pinnacle grind, an armor grind, and an extra perk gun grind. Like, all three types of top 10% players would like have an answer then in like why would I run legend here's three different versions to run legend pinnacle armor extra perk on guns boop 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 and then casual players they couldn't really complain about that what are you going to complain about well they get an extra perk yeah they're running the harder content you can still get the gun you can for all intents and purposes get the gun rolls that they have you know it's going to take a little bit longer that's like when you went flawless in trials and got an adept gun. It's like it's like teeny like marginally better, but it's still a loot incentive. 
your Doom Slayer. Do you think they should just add adept versions of weapons in the Legend Sundial if they're not going to take the risk or be creative with other rewards that are in there? I don't know how you guys are doing this, but you guys are like, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are writing questions like right in line with what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, we just, we ju- I just gave the example of trials. Uh, super uh, MG. Uh, you say match game is bad. In my eyes, it's another form of champion mods. You need overload, use overload. You need arc, use arc. What makes a fun mechanic and another one a bad thing in your eyes? Okay. Champion mods are customizable. So I can change the mod. So I can use the weapon that I want. Keep in mind, Super. I've also argued that champion mods should be available on all primaries. So I can use the primary I like the most. If you want to incentivize me changing my loadout, do it with the modifiers. One week make sidearms stronger against champions. Another week make bows or whatever. So I'm changing my loadout according to modifiers, not according to coercion of like, well, you got to run the mods. Okay. So keep in mind, my position is that the champion modifiers should be available on all primaries, including exotic primaries to give that freedom of choice of the player. So at a ground level, I can I can I, I can just put the modifier on there. When it comes to like match game, I can't do that. I can't have well with osmosis you can. That is true. I am forgetting about osmosis. You can have all three weapons now set up with you know um, the right the right colors the, the the right elements. My overarching point when I zeroed in on match game was the theme it's a part of a bigger picture you're zeroing you're zeroing in on match game look at the bigger picture here okay no loot incentive one pinnacle drop what do i gotta deal with extinguish oh what's this oslex clipsidra sounds like a disease arc damage is increased oh that'll be fun you took away my arc burn and you gave it to the enemy cool Knockback damage and distance increase. Are you kidding me? What? Ah. And then you come here, you're like, okay, that's normal. And then match game. Oh. Match game? What? Dude, I don't want to mess with that. I, I got to change my. I got to change this gun, that gun. I haven't got osmosis. Bah. Oh, locked loadout. One thing to the next. I might want to change my gun so my elements line up with match. I can't even do that. What else you got? Scorched Earth, enemies throw grenades more often. You know what all of these are, with the exception of maybe the champion ones? These are just poking me in the eye. You want to come in and play? Yeah? Uh, extinguishes on. <laughs> come on in. Oh, yeah. Knockback increase. Uh, yeah. Arc damage. Uh, oh, yeah. We took away arc burn. Uh, match game. Uh, lock loadout. Uh, they throw more grenades. Uh, uh, uh. It's like, I don't want who wants to. Who wants to do that? It's ter- it's terrible. It sounds awful. This is like going to the dentist. It's it's terrible. Come on. Who in who in destiny's like, "Oh, dude, sign me up, baby." Ah, oh, I can't wait. I've been waiting all weekend to play Destiny, dude, and I love extinguishing and getting knocked back more and getting hurt more from knockback and oh my gosh, take away my burn and give it to the enemy. Yeah, I don't give a frick. Throw matchscape on, lock my loadout and throw more grenades at me. It's going to be great. It's terrible. Who designed this? It's awful. It's awful. You're zeroing in on match game, homie. That's one piece. That's one piece. And listen, I said it in my video. Somebody in chat saying it. It is. It's easy. It's not hard. 
It's 9.50. We, we, we just cruise through. We cruise through. But it's horrible. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It isn't fun at all. And when I look at it, think about it. Everything I just said, when I look at it, I'm like, hey, you guys want to go run Sundial? They're all like, dude, did you see the modifiers? Are you kidding me? What do we get when we're in there? Um, uh, one pinnacle. Uh, <laughs> I already ran it. Screw that crap. <laughs> Let's go run it on normal. Like, look at the difference between normal and legend. Like, I want to know who who did this. Who did this? Look at normal. Brawler. Ooh. Hmm. Brawler and Ark? Mm, I can run, and you think of all these things you can run. Because this is like, hey man, come play. <laughs> come on and play. You can change your loadout, and you can be a little stronger with that Ark gun, or you can be a little, you throw a little more punches, you know? And you're like, oh, okay, what do you got in Legend? Nothing! <laughs> you suck! We have nothing for you! <laughs> you get nothing! Good day, sir. Like, what? What happened? <laughs> what happened from normal to legend? They're like, I got an idea. I got an idea. Let's stack some of the worst modifiers ever and give them nothing for loot. What do you think? Does it sound good, guys? It's like a prank. <laughs> it's like a prank. When it was Solar Brawler, I was like, oh, sweet. I can run Knife Trick. I can have so I can run all my solar stuff. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so cool. Power fantasy. I feel strong. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's go. And then I see this and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like freaking homework. I gotta do what? What's tonight? No way. No way. Perception is everything, dude. Perception is everything. Swags, thank you for 11 months. Donkey Sausage with 21 months. Worked a game with 9 months. It sucks to be a prophet. <laughs> you got that right. But you get to choose your drop? Homie. Homie. I get to choose my drop in normal. And I get to have fun while I'm doing it. <laughs> Come on! It kills me! We've been saying this for the longest time, right? Like, this isn't a new concept. Why do you think Glass is gone from the game? Hey, you wanna come play a menagerie? Glass is on! <laughs> you have to hide a bunch! <laughs> what? I don't wanna play that! Why do I wanna play that? <laughs> you have really strong weapons and you've slayed gods, but we're gonna turn on a modifier where you gotta hide behind a box. What? <laughs> I don't want to play that. <laughs> oh, uh, Blackout's on. You're excited about this, aren't you? Blackout and Arc Burn. Yeah, you're going to get punched by a thrall and die. You're not even going to know he's coming. Like, modifiers need to promote different play style where you're like, okay, this week, what's on? Okay, this week's Arc Burn and bows are stronger against champions and I'll throw something else in there. And then the champion mods are on all the time, right? And so you're like, okay, I'm going to run an arc bow. Or I'm going to run this or I'm going to run that. Oh, I got this new arc whatever. Or, oh, I got this new uh, exotic. I'm going to try the new one that the, you know, the, the warlock can do. Where tickle fingers get stronger the more people you kill. I'm going to throw that exotic on. I'm going to try that, right? You're, you're trying different things. 
And but but then you see these ones and you're like, what can I do in my playstyle to mitigate increased arc damage from the enemy, not for me, and I get knockback more and more damage from knockback. What am I gonna do? I guess I can barrel stuff less. Okay, what else is active? M- match game? Well, there's there's only so much you can do to match match game, so you kind of mess with your loadout. And then, instance to instance, while you're in the sundial, if you want to change your loadout, because you know, oh, we're going into this room, yeah, there's way more of this particular shield type, let me change my primary, you can't do that. Because locked loadouts is on. Oh, you gotta stand on control points? And try and stay alive while staying on control points? Yeah, we made all of the enemies throw more grenades. What the frick are you going to do to stop that? Well, what do we do? What? We run well and we run bubble and we just hi- we hide. Like, like, that's not... There's no play flow change there. Like, go to when we were running the Nightmare Hunts on Master, okay? We were, we were picking particular tools for particular jobs. When to go to blind them. Ariana's Vow for shield pops. Izanagi's for quick kills. Like, uh... We had mods to do more damage against the Nightmare Hunts and stuff. We're running particular things for particular skills and builds. Those modifiers don't have me doing anything particular at all, other than groaning and probably avoiding it. I'm telling you right now, negative modifiers don't promote different uh, playstyles or different engagement. They discourage engagement. They have for the longest time. Bungie continues to push back on negative modifiers. They got rid of glass. People now hate blackout because it's kind of replaced glass. And I think this is going to further that conversation of like, dude, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go into content that's going to treat me like a weak punching bag. Like that's the, that's the crescendo of your experience as a destiny player. Oh man, I've been leveling up and. I play a lot. I got this new difficulty. Let me go check this out, dude. I got some really good guns and some really good rolls. What's going on? Um, you're weak and everything's really strong. What? Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> I want to feel strong. I don't get your logic from praising nightmare hunts and not the sundial. How did you not catch what I just said? So when I went into a nightmare hunt... I ran Wendigo for blinding nades. I ran Ariana's Vow for a particular pain point of like, okay, there's champions every every once in a while. And then they ran Iznagis for the champions or whatever. There were multiple different ways you could run that though. People, Some people ran Divinity with Nagis. Some people ran Ariana's Vow and just ran with Overload. Some people ran a variety of things in there to meet those pain points. And then there was an intrinsic benefit of, oh, I ran Master Nightmare Hunt and I got mods to make me stronger for, um, I'm sorry, Legend gave you the mods that you could then take into Master, right? So, you you had that layer of like, oh, you've been playing, you've got stuff intrinsically that makes you stronger. Match games basically just like, well, hopefully your buddy has solar because you have arc, or hopefully your grenade's ready, right? You can't like go in with a tool and say, oh, I'm going to use this. Now, Wendigo is really efficient in environments like that because even if you can't pop their shield, you can blind them. So I actually went in with Wendigo yesterday and it was actually really, really helpful. You're zeroing in on match game. You guys are kind of zeroing in on match game. I think match game is part of a, of a bigger problem. Every modifier that I rattle off, it all sounds terrible. It all sounds terrible. There's nothing there for me. There's nothing there for me. 
whenever you went into nightmare hunts, whenever you went into nightmare hunts, there were things that affected things at like a low level. But like, if I go in here, who is this? This is uh, this is Gaul. Okay, I go up to Master. Solar and environmental damage increase. You're like, okay, Torment of Gaul, gotta watch out for solar. Match game is on as well, but the beauty here is, is that there's only like one type of shield. The problem in the problem in the sundial is every encounter is slightly different. This is one mission, one like, and it's short too. It's way shorter than sundial. So there's more of a theme here of like, okay, we can run this and deal with the shields. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're, we're good. And then locked loadout isn't as bad again because nightmare hunts are like five minutes long. I still think locked loadouts is silly, but whatever. And then more champions, attrition sucks. And then fire pit. When defeated, acolytes spawn fire pools that cause damage over time. That's not hard. You just you kill you kill acolytes. You stay away from them. That's just like an awareness thing. That's a play flow. That's a play flow thing. You're playing differently. You can't play mindless. You can't stay on top of their bodies. You know when they die. And then champions, you just kind of have to ignore because the champions are everywhere. They're in all four difficulties. They don't really count. So attrition, regeneration is greatly impaired. Defeating enemies creates wells of light. At least when attrition is on. Think about it. Attrition combined with fire pit. I have to be aware when I need health, right? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be disciplined to not go pick up the well of light because I might run over the fire from fire pit and fire pits getting buffed by solar, you know, torment of gall. And again, I think nightmare hunts did something that allowed them a little bit more freedom here. They're really, really short. So it was more like kill this room, kill this room, kill this room, boss. They were really, really short and they were very thematic. So you didn't feel like, oh my gosh, match game and locked loadout, that's going to be terrible. That's the problem with Sundial. Sundial is not a five minute encounter, it's 15, and everyone's, every room is different. So in one room, you might have the right combination for shields because it's mostly solar or something, but in the next room, you, all of a sudden you got arc and void. You're like, what the frick? I, and again, we can't change our loadout. I could go into the room and be like, okay, for this room, I really like to run this and this and this, and now I can't because I locked loadout's turned on. I just feel like too much of it is like compounded. Because you go, like, Sundial is longer and there's more, it's, 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 it's more random. There, there's, there's more randomness again. And again, here's the, here's the big thing to consider. I can go from Brawler and Ark, or I, I, I think he, we had Heavyweight and Ark the one week. It was awesome, or the one day. I, don't these change daily? In any case, the one day I was playing, there was Ark and, and Heavyweight, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Okay, oh, that's going to be fun. I come over here, and you just pile on the modifiers. It's this huge pendulum swing, and there's no, there's no loot. At every layer, it's just like... I. I don't want to do that. Obviously, I went on a big rant and I got dramatic and got kind of funny and comedic. But the reason it re- the, the reason chat resonated with my rant and my uh, my attempt to be funny about it is because well, extinguish is on too. You know, you don't have extinguish on in the nightmare hunts. A longer, arguably more complex, more more varied encounter has extinguish, and 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 has and has equal equal pain here, and then they got the grenade thing, scorched earth or whatever. Team coordination and endgame should be a thing. I don't disagree with that, T-Funk. I think that's why I enjoy doing the Master Nightmare Hunt time trials. I actually said that. I said, I really think these Master Nightmare Hunt time trials, the ones where we didn't run into the, the, the glitchy boss fights where you could just kind of go in and, and bake, 
well, baking is not really challenging. Yes, it is, because we actually had to coordinate, grab essence, be smart, like time it, finesse it. I think there's a difference between melting some weak boss on a pub event or a strike and finessing a fight and using internal mechanics like supreme mods and unstable essence. That's finessing the fight and strategizing. That's not just mindlessly melting. Um, I actually found that really enjoyable. I like that almost as good, if not more, than than, uh, running a raid. There was something just really cool about that. And also, you gotta remember, we were doing it for a triumph and an emblem, so that was attached to running it, and I loved going for lectern weapons, so I was like, dude, the currency turnover rate in these master nightmare hunts is well worth it. I'm getting the I'm getting the cores, I'm getting the phantasmal fragments, I am getting the currency. We, don't you remember? We got to the point where I was like going to the going to the lectern to buy the cores because my fragments were getting so high, and then I had so many fragments in the in the postmaster, I was having to go get rid of my fragments because they increased how many cores you could carry. Like that made that 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 like that made sense to me as a player. Oh, I'm hanging out in here. It's hard. You got to synergize. Got to work as a team. But then we got a reward for it. We were there was a there was a clear line of like do this, get this, and that's why this content just like it is it's all over the place. You go from really fun modifiers to really unappealing modifiers. I'm not going to argue that they're really hard or frustrating or challenging. They're not because we're at level. They're 950. It's not like it's a 980. Okay. So, but they're unappealing really unappealing and then no loot incentive so there's multiple layers here I, I would continue to say modifiers should promote loadout changes and playstyle changes not pain you're just promoting pain they're going to throw more grenades you're going to get knocked back more uh, you're going to take more damage when you get knocked back arc damage is increased like they're just ramping up the pain That that's not that I don't think that that's a very interesting I would have modifiers that, sure, you can ramp up some of the pain, but you should also be able to be like, this week, such and such weapons are stronger against uh, champions. Uh, This week, such and such weapons are uh, causing a blinding effect. I don't know. Like, do all kind of things. Like, that's what I would do with modifiers. I think it needs to be more of a both and. It both increases pain, but it also gives some fun or some loadout adjustments. Right now, it's just like, no, dump on the pain. It's all pain and no gain. I didn't mean for that to sound so good as an ender, but we're going to go with it. Next question. Uh, Koopa Clyde. Do you think it would work for loot incentive if Bungie made rewards for all difficulty spectrum the same as the Nightfall, the ordeal? It would be give hardcore players an opportunity for prisms and shards, exotics without adding guns. I like that the Nightfall lane is for a particular thing, and you don't want to you, <clears throat> you devalue that and undercut that by putting those resources somewhere else. So I would say you're right from a logistical standpoint there should be a clear like if I do this I get this and when I ramp up I get a little bit more ramp up get a little bit more I agree with that from like a philosophical logistical point but I don't think you want to take the um I don't think you want to take that from nightfalls you know Speaking of blinding effect, does the Queen Breaker work as well as Wendigo? I don't know. Wendigo is so nice because you can just like throw it down on the ground in between a group of people, and even if they're not looking at you, they're all blind. It's really helpful. Wendigo is Wendigo is becoming one of my favorite weapons when I go into challenging content because like you can just immediately slow down the flow of damage from the enemy. It's immediate. They're just all blind. You can really, really keep in front of painful rhythm. Like, if they're throwing grenades like crazy, that's kind of your only option to slow down grenade spam is to blind them. Because they all, like, stop, and then you can slowly take them out. 
LLB Rude. <clears throat> Love the work, Lono. Question, what do you think of grinding for armor sets and their guaranteed high stats and you can pick which armor? We've already established this as something that they could have considered doing. So yeah, I, I think that's a, a decent suggestion. Beer pie. How would you think about allowing us to turn priming grams for weapon frames from Rahul would be a way to get some drops of weapons? Oh, beer pie with another great suggestion. This is another good one. You had another one a while back that we used and I gave you credit for. I can't remember what it was now. This is great. I would love this. Yes! I get a Prime, and instead of going back and getting a Terran Wind, I could be like, give me, give me an old-fashioned frame. And I could go, and I could go, uh, yeah, you had the idea for slot leveling. That's right, Beer Pie. This is a great one. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. That would give them the opportunity to feature the new weapons. So we brought back some weapons, and they're in Rahula's frames, right? Old-fashioned Hawthorns, um, uh, Uriel's Gift, and Last Hope. He'd have those featured as frames. Uh, Alethe uh, Fusion Rifle. There's five, right? He'd have those five frames, and you can buy them with a Prime Ingram. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, slot leveling... Uh, Beer Pie's idea with slot leveling is once I get my heavy to 960, any heavy I put there is 960. Slot leveling would remove the need to infuse, sure, but the currency that's attached to infusion right now is more primarily attached to leveling armor up to level 10. Infusion can literally disappear. We don't need it anymore. Slot leveling makes more sense. If I get a 960 heavy, I should be able to pull any heavy out of my collections or, 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 or storage and be like, it's a 960. I've earned 960, and you constantly make me drop below 960 just because I've got a 958 or a 957 or a, or a 956. It's just annoying. It's like it's tedious. Like, dude, I'm not taking every weapon I like to rotate in and use every once in a while. I'm not taking all these and infusing these. I got 958s and 959s. Do you know what happened? I, I ignore all of that. I don't pay any attention to it. It's just a, it's just stupid. Why am I going to waste the resources to infuse something from a 958 to a 960? The the idea is do- the, 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 pay, the, the payout is so marginal. There's no reason to even do it. Infusion can die. Slot leveling would make way more sense. It would make way more sense. I'm still raising my overall power with gear, but do I really need to... Like, like, look at the absolute... Look at your inventory. It's just an absolute mess right now. I use all of these weapons, by the way. Let's just look at my heavy slot. A 960 uh, line in the sand. A 960 love and death. Then I got a 58 here, a 60, a 58, a 60, a 39, and a 39. And I use these. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect anything. Here's a 50 I was using today. A 40, a 57, uh, a 50, a 59, a 54, a 29. It's a, dis- it's a freaking disaster. It's all, it's all over the place. Slot leveling fixes this. It still creates level grind. It still creates a gear grind for level, but it completely removes this, th- this idea that like, I-, I have all these random level guns. Like right now, my kinetic slot should be 62. I got a 62 to drop. So anytime I run this, it should be 62. Same with armor. How often are you switching armor because of exotics and stuff? And it's like I got 59s and 53s and, and 52s and stuff. It's like, what's a, what is this? It's a, it's a freaking mess. Slot leveling simplifies all of this. And, and you do not need upgrade modules. You don't. 
Because enhancement cores and enhancement prisms and ascendant shards, all that currency that you use to get upgrade modules, well, maybe not ascendant shards, enhancement cores and planetary materials and glimmer uh, are what you use to buy those. You don't need upgrade modules because all the currency that you use here is attached to that, 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 that economy. You don't nullify that economy. That economy then makes more sense. So beer pie with another like out of the park idea. His slot leveling idea is brilliant. The more you, the more you really peel back the onion on slot leveling, the more you're like, that's exactly how it should be. And this too is great. Every season, Bungie could be like, hey, Rahul's gonna have five featured weapons that we're bringing back as just a kind of a way to kind of like comb over the loot pool, you know. And these weapons will drop in the wild. But you can also buy a frame for one of these every once in a while when you have a prime. I, I think that's great. Slot loading makes it too easy. It would cut the grind in half because suddenly you're max light within a week, assuming you're a hardcore player. Offline, you understand that what you just said is, is factually incorrect. You understand that, right? That's not how leveling works. Right now, the, le- the game considers my level. This slot is 62. The game already sees the slot as 62. My leveling is not slowed down by needing to infuse. It's not. Leveling speed is not hindered, slowed, or anything by infusion. I- trust me, I th- I've thought about this from the bottom to the top because I had this debate for a year about infusion cost. The game right now views this slot as a 962. I don't, my leveling isn't slowed at all by needing to infuse. It's not. I am a 62 in that slot. I'm a 60 in this slot. Or whatever, I don't even know what the highest is for this slot. So internally, the game already views you with respect to slot leveling. It already does. You're just giving me, you're just giving me tedious homework and being like, oh, you've got to go, you got to infuse every gun you feel like dropping. Cause again, it's really hard to celebrate hitting 950 or hitting 960 gear score. It's hard to celebrate that when I'm constantly changing. This is, this is one thing that's really exposing it. This is a good thing, by the way. This is a good thing. We have so much swapping of mods on armor and swapping of gear right now, I can use all kind of different stuff. I don't feel like I have to run meta. I'm running linear fusions. I'm running grenade launchers. I'm running uh, I'm running SMGs, hand cannons, auto rifles. Like I'm running all kind of different guns, right? I'm running all kind of different guns. And that's a good thing, but it exposes this like, I don't really get to have this like celebratory I'm 960 or I'm 950 because I'm using all these weapons that are one or two points below where I actually am. And there is no tangible benefit to taking something from 958 to 960. There's no reason to do it. It does nothing. It's, it is, it's literally pointless. It's like, it's like a cosmetic tarnish it's like a black like when somebody gets a hit in the face they have a black eye it's like that it's a tarnish on it it's like pff, i don't know i'm 960 but almost never because <laughs> i'm always equipping something that's a 58 or a 59 or something mm, how high is low do you feel as though disposable activities it goes away at the end of the season can have the opposite effect on player engagement. I find myself not wanting to buy seasons due to the fact that the added activities feel half-baked and unpolished in terms of loot incentive and rewards for harder difficulties. This whole temporary content just doesn't feel like Destiny to me. Love the streams. Thank you. 
I would say player base numbers are in disagreement with what you're saying. I think that the PvE player base numbers are stronger than they've ever been this far away from major content drops. Usually when you get this far away from a September like Forsaken or Shadowkeep drop, the numbers are down in like the six and seven hundred thousands, especially January. We're normally at this point not netting a million players a day in PvE. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, no, I don't agree with you. Now, is it making it difficult for Bungie to navigate the harder difficulty loot incentive? Yes, I think it is. Because they're like, if we put, as I said, if we put a bunch of things in the harder difficulty basket, the people that spent $10 and just want really cool rhythmic seasonal content are going to be like, I spent $10 and a significant portion of it's held at arm's length. So I do think it's posing a problem, but I don't think it's hurting player engagement. If anything their approach to this co- content and aiming at the and aiming at the majority of the player base i i think i think the player base numbers have responded well and you and and Br- Brylant, you can't say the player base numbers are because of free to play players, not because of hardcores. First of all, you have no you have no data to back that up. Second of all, free to play launched in October. October and the number of players playing a day in PVE is steady. It's not all over the place. We've hit a a we've hit a equilibrium. There is a sustained player base now. There is people are staying every day. They're not the PVE numbers aren't getting padded every day by people just booting up free to play. Even if there are people booting up everyday PVE and are padding the numbers a little bit, there's no way they're doing it enough to keep us at a solid like predictable player base number every day. Like the numbers are consistent. Yeah, there's a there's a there is a uh, there's a retention going on. That's the word I wanted to use. There is a player retention happening right now that you cannot attribute to new light players. Daily player base numbers are because there are two hundred and fifty thousand new players signing up every day. Are you are you saying that sarcastically, Eugene? Is there a way for us to see that number? I don't think there is. I I don't I don't think we have such a solid retention of player base in PVE. I know PVP's hurting and that number is falling fast, but in PVE, I think the retention is solid. This the, the the like it's really really good. And I don't I do not think free to play is is this giant funnel being sarcastic. Yeah. I think initially sure it helped, but that was back in October. We it's it's January the 8th. We're so far away from that. I don't think you can keep saying, oh, the game sucks, it's in bad shape, and the only reason the player base numbers are high is because of New Light. Like, I don't think you can keep saying that. I know people want to say that. It's it's really hard for the game's dead haters five years into the franchise to be like, man, that game still nets a million players a day. Holy frick. How can I maintain my idea, my delusional hate that, it, that the game is dead? How can I maintain that? Well, I'll blame it on New Light. You know, like, I just don't think you can do that. Kakita, uh, I've only been here for about five months. Can you please define what you consider a casual versus a hardcore? I kind of walked through this a little bit ago. I think casual lands in two ways. Number one, you can engage at a casual level. One or two hours a night, five hours a week. You know, very, very low level. Even one or two hours a night isn't exactly casual. I mean, you're playing the game every night. That's very hobbyist, right? But there's a casual engagement number. How often are you logging in? How long are you playing? That's the engagement factor. Then there's the casual sentimentality of, I don't want to go into aspirational content. I like running pub events and lost sectors and strikes and adventures and patrols and like the low hanging fruit. Like 
So there's casual engagement and there's casual sentimentality. Then there's hardcore engagement, long hours, lots of hours, and then there's hardcore sentimentality, okay? So imagine there's four boxes and you can only check two. Everybody's checking two. So there can be people that check the box that I engage casually, but I'm hardcore in my sentimentality. I love raids. I love nightfalls. I want the hard stuff. I want to go for the good stuff, right? So they're, they kind of have a foot in both wor- worlds, you know? There's also people that would check the box for casual engagement, but then they would check the hardcore box and be like, I'm really passionate about the game. We call those the casual passionates. They're they're casual in the hours that they can put in because they're like a mom or a dad or they're working double shifts or they're a college student and they're, they can't put in the hours casual, but then they're passionate in their heart and they're a hardcore in their heart. So there's people all on the spectrum. Like, I put in a ton of hours, but I'm kind of a mixed bag. Like, I'm hardcore on the hours, but I'm kind of like... Sometimes I'm kind of hardcore and sometimes I'm kind of casual in like what I want to do and what I want to play in Destiny. I'm probably more casual than I've ever been in the history of the game. I just kind of I just kind of breeze through do bounties and play and talk to you guys. <clears throat> and I go into the harder content and do it. I do, you know do, do the dungeon and do the do the hardcore grinds and do the higher difficulty stuff, but like I just I don't live there like I used to. So Koopa Clyde just gifted five subs to the community. Uh, Natruos, XPZ, Exclusive Grizz, Boomdog, and Bizarre 20. You guys all got gifted subs. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and the ad-free viewing on the channel. If you are a sub here, you'll never see an ad. Uh, Mango with a juice. Mango with the juice says, Do you think exotics would benefit from adopting the same mod system as the other weapons? I think at the very least, yes. Uh, I think at the very, very least. Um. Uh at the very least they should be doing um the exotics i think they should be doing the exotics the exotic primaries at the very least i don't know about what you're gonna do with the rest of them heavies heavies and secondaries right now you know like a fusion rifle or a shotgun or a rocket or a grenade launcher they don't really need the uh um the mods oh you're saying mod system i'm thinking champion mods I don't think we need the entire mod system on exotics, no. I, I need to make sure and understand the question. Just the champion mods should be on exotic primaries. I think the champion mods should be available on all primaries, and then avail- also exotic primaries. And then I think if you want to motivate people to use a different weapon week to week in, in activities like Sundial, you would use modifiers to do that. This week, sidearms are stronger against champions. This week, auto rifles are stronger against champions. TX Blue. If we continue with seasonal content being easy and accessible, why do we care about masterwork armor and god rolls? Do you think we need hard content to use our powerful gear? This is where I would agree the 10% needs fed. Because why min-max? Why, why customize my build if there's nothing aspirational to take it into? This is where Bungie needs to figure out that dissonance. It's like, we're giving you a way to min-max. We're giving you a way to invest in your character's stats. We're not giving you a context where that matters. They need to figure that aspect of it out. Because at presently, there's not a lot of places. Master Nightmare Hunts and Master Nightfalls are really the only places where you really feel the benefit of having a really well-orbed loadout. You don't need it, but it does feel nice when you've got really good recovery and discipline and a really good build and really good mods, so you have tons of ammo and stuff. Like, that feels really good in hard content. It does. It makes a difference. It does. It makes a big difference in your experience. But there's just not enough of that content right now. 
Kaleidoscope with 19 months. Four months from Z- uh, Gin- Ginger. Drats with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you. And Shaka Khan with five months. Welcome back. And thanks for the new subs and resubs. Appreciate you guys very, very much. If you guys are enjoying this content, it's like an interactive podcast. Even when I'm flying around the game and playing pub events, I tend to keep the conversation going like this. It's a family-friendly stream. You can kind of lurk and listen, work and lurk, play and lurk. Uh, if you're enjoying yourself, please click the follow button and turn on notifications. That is a free way to support me. Uh, also, if you like to follow people on Twitter, you can do that. I have a pinned tweet right now on my profile promoting the fact that I want to do a lot of hosting, casting, and commentating. I have an agent. I have a, I have a highlight reel of my casting and, and hosting work. If you want to share that or mention people in the industry that you think should see it, I would appreciate that very, very much as well. Sean with 11 months. Thank you. Um, Trey Sniper. Would it have been nice if they could have added the Scion cloaks as a secret item? Yep. That would have been something. And a class item for everybody too. You could have had you could have had a, a bond for the warlock and a and a mark for the titan that would have been inspired by the scion flare cloaks. Uh, Killer Cam Cam. Do you think adding perfect paradox and other time loss bounty weapons to the legend sundial that don't drop in regular sundial would have been good enough? Um, man, yeah, that's a good one. We left that out of the video. That's a solid one. Yeah, yeah. Grab four perfect paradoxes. You know grab four perfect paradoxes and then there's the two from the season pass that no one really cares about because it's a sniper and a rocket launcher and in PvE those don't really have a whole lot of footing but um, yeah that would have been something to add to everything we've said your doom slayer could Bungie just add raids and dungeons as DLC content as well as keep the season pass structure we've gotten this question a lot I don't think this works you can't start slicing up the game like this and putting a price tag on stuff. We got a dungeon for Season of Dawn, $5. We got a raid, $10. You can't do that. I don't think it would work. Number one, I don't think they have the bandwidth for it. And number two, I, I think people would be like, we're getting nickel and dimed. You know, it's a cash grab. Like, that's what people, just put it in the season pass. This is bullcrap. Like, that's what people would say. And that's that's how their voices sound too. Like, that's what would end up happening. Captain S-R-A-S. Do you think the Empyrean Foundation will be a Master Sundial mode? That'd be dope. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll run it at Master and we'll get to the end and have to dump our Fractaline in and help restructure. I, I don't know what we're doing. I think we're going to be changing Mercury permanently because the lore seemed to indicate that he can use the Sundial to fix and re- rebuild Mercury. I think we're going to do that and then he's going to destroy the Sundial because it's dangerous because it affects existence and time surrounding Mercury. Once it's been rebuilt and looks like its old self again, that will be one of somewhere on there will be the hub for trials and that's where Saint's gonna end up. Uh, Chills with 17 months, thank you. Or it'll be Osiris, either one. When listening to you, I thought of another reason to run Heroic Anything. It should have the Legend amount of loot. Go look at the loot for Legend Nightfalls and then think about the loot in the Heroic. Blank. Yeah, yeah. I that Bumping it up would have helped too. Just how many you can grab. Res Eternal. The hardcore players want content that casuals uh, want no part of. The casuals want content that hardcores find easy and uninspired. This is a good summary. In your heart of hearts, do you ever see a middle ground where both groups are satisfied? I think Sundial and Menagerie are very close. Yeah. Because if you run it more efficient, you get more stuff. And hardcore players like to get more stuff and like to get god rolls. They have to figure out how to capstone it with a harder difficulty. So when I go into the harder difficulty of Menagerie or Sundial, how are you going to capstone it? An extra perk would have been the way to do it, I think. Ornaments would be nice. You've been jamming the Eververse full of stuff. How about some ornaments? Um... 
unique shaders a ghost a sparrow or a ship the the problem with the here's the problem everyone's gonna be like oh my gosh lono said they should take stuff out of the eververse is the is hell freezing over here's the thing decorative stuff's nice but you can't keep grinding for it once you got the ornaments for all the guns or once you got the ship or the sparrow that's not an enduring value point so I would say those that have been good but something that would be better as a capstone grind would be like an extra perk or some classification of adept or something so you get the god roll that's part of the underlying pursuit I want a god roll with the capstone I want a god roll that's adept because that's an enduring grind for the rest of the season it's, you know it needs to last for a month or two because if it's if it's just decorative you're going to do it and then be like well that's done I'm done with legend you see what I'm saying decorative cosmetic stuff this is where people I think really lose their heads about the eververse they're like well they should be taking that stuff out and putting it in the game really because once you get a ghost projection or once you get that ship or that emote or that sparrow you're done there's no enduring grind attached to that you know what I'm saying like I'm not saying they can't do that in some in some places. We've said that about Shaxx and Zavala. Give them a seasonal rank. Give them cool cosmetics to earn throughout the season. I agree with that sentimentality. I do. That's a goal you're working towards. But as a drop in an activity, it doesn't work as well because once you get it, you're done. Grinding a Nightfall for a Sparrow, it's just like grinding for a static roll weapon. You get it, and you're done. So... Me versus Morrissey. Do you think it's more of a technical uh, design mentality that would prevent an implementation of difficulty spectrum throughout the entire game? Tiered rewards almost taken to world level and division or anthem. It could be. It could be. But look at Nightfalls and I don't think you can say that. I think Nightfalls have a spectrum of reward according to difficulty and they can do that in other places. Ash and Hollow. Is Destiny becoming less of a streamer friendly game? <laughs> Maybe. Ah, Maybe. I had to take a drink. Um, I think a lot of them argued for their sentimentality and their play habits, and I think a lot of them can't play like they used to because um, their sentimentality and play habits aren't lined up with most of the community, and that's why a lot of them are unhappy right now. RP008. I'm baking so many cookies and have only received the avalanche three times. Is there a better way to fix this thing as loot box thing is RNG-based? I think they could have afforded... Two, you trade the box for a frame maybe or, or maybe not I don't know I think they could have afforded to do frames for the, the SMG and the avalanche I don't know it doesn't seem it, it does seem kind of lame like if you're like ooh I would love to get a good roll on the avalanche since it's like what isn't it the only solar machine gun you can get um there's just no there's no good way to get it <laughs> there's no good way to there's no good way to get it so Lono's the only streamer I know that's on our side. I'm always surprised when I read Reddit comments that don't like me. I mean, I, I guess I, I know I come across as brash, and I have a history of being pretty, uh, people think I'm arrogant. I think people just misunderstand confidence with arrogance, but arrogance is the belief that I'm better than you, not just that I'm right. I think that people confuse the two. Just believing that you're right and arguing strongly doesn't mean you're arrogant. If I argue and then conclude that I'm better than you, that's what arrogance is. But again, people don't understand that. I'm always kind of surprised you think but I think you'd think reddit would love me because reddit doesn't like the streamers arguing for streamer sentimentality (laughs) It's one of the reasons that uh, reddit doesn't like streamers 
Uh, Ghost Killer. Hey, Lona, I was wondering how you felt about exotics currently, specifically trying, uh, tying them to harder content such as Legend, Sundial, etc. Well, we had a big debate about this yesterday. Exotics show up in this game in a variety of ways. Arguing for one particular way, I just don't think is ever really going to happen. So I'm going to give you some examples. You've got hidden quests like Whisper and Outbreak. You've got pretty low-hanging fruit, easy to get like Thunderlord, Bad Juju, and then really easy to get like the one we just did, Devil's Ruin. Then you have ones they just give you, like Ariana's Vow and Symmetry. Then you have ones that require a convoluted puzzles and quests and going into aspirational content, like the Divinity and the Xenophage. So you have like all these different ways they like to give us exotics. So there's not one right or true or best way. You might prefer one way over the other, but I think somebody said it on Reddit. I was reading about what's the community think? What's the community think? And someone was like, this is great. They introduced a new exotic by taking us to taking us to a, a nostalgic map and having, you know, funny and cool dialogue throughout the whole thing. We've never really had an experience like that in Destiny. We've not really had writing like that in Destiny very consistently. It was a unique experience. And someone's like, that's good enough for me. I, and someone said, I'd rather do that than try and rack up a certain number of kills in Crucible or a Lost Sector or a Strike and have it take a disproportionate amount of time and the result's the same, we get a gun. So... I, I think people are split on the quest because I think most people are like, do we really need to rack up a bunch of kills to get a weapon that eventually you're going to get anyway? And what's the difference between three hours and 30 minutes? It's your, it, it, your, is, the ex, is the experience of a lot of the... The exotic quests are the most memorable and the most enjoyable are the ones that we're likely not to get in $10 season pass content like Whisper, Outbreak, and even Bad Juju. You're, just, you're not going to get some dungeon quest to get every exotic. So... If you're going to give me the choice between grindy and tedious, because a lot of them were that way, and something low-hanging and easy with some cool dialogue, I'm probably going to pick easy and low-hanging fruit with cool dialogue like every time. <laughs> like I'm, Every time. It's just, it's just fun. Cool. Thanks. Bye. You know? How many more kills do I need? Gee, many freaking Christmas. I'm never going to get this exotic. Like... I don't know. I would much rather just have the cool dialogue and not have it be really hard. Like I said, like I said, most people in this community are casual in their heart of hearts. They're casual. Blues, according to the triumph that requires to defeat the final boss coming in February 4th at Legend difficulty or higher, could that be something with Master version to do it? The high armor drops of it. Okay, but I'm here's the thing I don't know if we're going to get a higher difficulty in Sundial that text could have been written a long time ago it could be placeholder text that they just never edited it could be a generic phrase that they like to use I'm not going to hang anything on that hook I'm not I'm not going to hang anything on that hook where it's like you know oh legend or higher that means master's coming maybe not again somebody could have written that triumph seven months ago and then they scrapped doing four difficulties for Sundial, and they just never went back and changed it. It got loaded in and left. And no one thought, hey, the uh, the Triumph says Legend or Higher. Do we need to go change that? I mean, it, it, it's, it could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as, well, that's just generic text we like to use. It's just consistent with, you know, across the other text, uh, text boxes that look like that. Uh, no Dextreme. 
Do you feel like it's hard for content creators to build off of Destiny currently? Most people only stop in for help in PvP nowadays. PvP is broken with metas and no loot drops. Um, yeah, here's the thing about streaming that this isn't shade, but people don't really build value. They just kind of play the game and talk. And that value is fine, but I think the problem is, is if there's not much going on in the game or the content's thin, they they don't really know what to do. They don't have a reservoir of value that they've built or anything going on. They're just like, well, uh, I guess I'm done. And then they go play something else. That's not shade. That's just everybody's a different. Lots of streamers are different. There are a lot of streamers that I think spent many years getting... I wouldn't call it easy success, but I would call it success that was maybe less involved. They could just kind of show up and play. Destiny was was hot and people were interested and they could kind of just play and laugh. And if you try and do that now for six hours a day, what's going to happen? You're probably going to run out of stuff to do. Audience is probably going to get bored too because they're just watching you play. And so... Um, and then the service streams and stuff, I think, faded just because I think raids in general are in a different place. Um, a lot of us that did raid helps moved away from it because we just didn't like doing it. So that changed the trend as well. That changes a viewer expectation. Uh, and then there's then there's the PvP service streams that are struggling because PvP is in bad shape. And it's kind of like this. I went on a really long rant the other day because somebody was like somebody tweeted about building a directory and how, what it takes to build a directory and it was just a bunch of platitudes and I was like listen platitudes don't build a directory either the only way a directory grows is you need a funnel of people showing up every day to watch and if you look at the PvP player base numbers going down from a million to 800 to 700 600 it's all the way down to below 400,000 players that is going to obviously then be connected to the number of people showing up to watch PvP as well it's all it's all interconnected. So when the when the audience loses interest, you as a streamer can't really do anything about that. When people lost interest in watching Division Two or Borderlands Three or Anthem, it didn't matter how positive you were or how dedicated you were as a streamer. So Destiny's in a similar place where a lot of these people don't build layers of value, or I call them pockets of value. They didn't build pockets of value. They would just kind of like, they would just turn on and play. I always, I talked about this back when I would like run Archon's Forge and do Twitch talks and Destiny dust-ups. I always talked about how you have to build pockets of value. And what I mean by a pocket of value is, I use Jimmy Fallon as an example. If you like watching The Tonight Show and you like watching Jimmy Fallon, that show is structured in a way with pockets of value. You're like, oh, I don't really care about the guests tonight. They're a tennis player I've never heard of. But there's a pocket of value in the show. Even though the guests might not really be interesting to you, they might play a funny game with Jimmy. He might do uh, thank you notes because it's Friday. He might be doing a sing-off challenge with somebody or this or that or blah, blah, blah. And so you watch. You're like, and now people are going to be like, I don't like watching Jimmy Fallon or The Tonight Show. That's not the point. The point is, is the people that do, the people that have decided they like watching that show, they're not tuning in or out dependent upon the guest or the interest in the guest. They're tuning in for the show, right? Streamers could 
take a lot of inspiration from that I have I've decided you know what you're gonna tune in for a thing that's happening so if destiny's dry or hot or poppin or dull we have something else going on that you're like well there's not much going on in destiny but I'll tune in to see what Lono's talking about they're doing a talk and a Q&A and I don't want to miss that it's a similar idea it's why I want to launch a giant project in you know mid-February end of February March I'm, I'm on a call tonight I'm gonna get on a call with get Rec labs and rotting jackal I've even got somebody working on music for me I'm I'm, I'm thinking just I'm thinking beyond you gotta think beyond that so what happens in destiny this is why raid streams and carry streams died because as soon as the raids not relevant nobody wants to wa- watch and run raids nobody wants to show up for a raid help that's why they're showing up they're showing up for that value point streamers that just generally play destiny when it's hot or relevant and just kind of chill and talk they don't have much to do when either the game dries up or they played too much the first month and now they have less to do they played hot and heavy the first month so they could make all the content get all the clicks get all the things first and now that that gives them less to do in month two and as i said they turn around and act like that's an indictment of the content and it's not you 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 played a ridiculous amount so that's why i think some people are struggling to pay destiny because they have to lean on it too much again i'm not throwing shade everybody's success story is different but like i said i think a lot of people there was a lot of less involved less thoughtfulness about success they just kind of showed up and when you have to do more than that because the game dries up or the game kind of goes into a bit of a lull and you have to you have to and you have to compensate for that vacancy in the game a lot of people don't want to can't don't have the energy to or would rather just go play something else bird bro tv do you think there's a precious middle ground that satisfies hardcore and casual crowd we already got a couple of questions like this I think the Menagerie Sundial format works for that, but they need, as I said a little bit ago, they need to go a little bit further. Should Bungie pick a lane and commit to it, or just promote the game with a philosophy that debates who is the game for mostly? No, yeah, we've gotten a variety of questions like this today. I think the spectrum of, like, if you play Menagerie or Sundial really fast, you get more rewards. If your Obelisk leveled up, you get more rewards. If your if your Season Pass is leveled up all the way, you get better rewards. They just need to capstone it better. Right? They need to capstone it better. It just there's just no capstone. You know? It's like, eh, you know. Lono will always be a top D2 streamer. I'd even go so far as to say a video streamer. Uh, I don't know, but it has this interactive podcast style been done before. Would it be pretentious to call him a trailblazer? I don't know if you'd say it's pretentious. I would say I'm I'm trying to be a trailblazer. What I want to launch this big project, like I'm attempting to influence the industry. I feel like repurposing content for podcast. I've had some influence. Not, I'm not huge. I'm not super well known. But I think I've had some influence on the industry. I think more and more people have tried to do similar things and thought through repurposing their content. And podcast as an industry is blowing up. And I got lucky. I didn't know that was going to happen. But I started restructuring my content for podcast format like three years ago so I didn't know podcasts were going to become super popular in 2019 and 2020 like Conan O'Brien has a podcast like everybody's doing a podcast so like I wouldn't I wouldn't claim that like I've like made waves in the industry and done all this influence but Trailblazer might be a little bit more accurate because like I maybe I went out ahead first and tried it and that's kind of the goal with what I the other things I want to launch and do um and what I'm doing will certainly be like, oh, this is similar, or I've seen something similar to this, or this has kind of been done before in this facet, but it'll be done in a different way where it's more of a machine, more of a, 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 
a weekly or daily form of entertainment machine that is is more in line with entertainment platform and less about game like less about being a gaming channel games will certainly be a part of it but not 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 to the extent of like 99% of this platform is is literally well I guess if you ignore just chatting and IRL everything else is basically just somebody playing a video game you know flying mangoes what would you say to Legend Sundial rewarding gear that could be used for next seasonal mods? I know this might lessen the grind for next season's gear initially, but that could continue to do this season. No, yeah, you even you you already shot your own idea down. <laughs> you can't grind this season for next season. That wouldn't work. That would not work because it would just it would yeah. You're 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 robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're robbing the spring season to give us something to do in uh, the winter season. That wouldn't work. Um, so sorry. I don't like that idea. <laughs> uh, Skyrim. If you don't fill up the, the progress meter all the way and hard sundial, fail like heroic. I, I, I Why? <laughs> why? Get rid of extinguish and add matchmaking. Don't make it failable. I don't see there's, there's not a whole lot of purpose behind that in my opinion. Arcanist. Do you think that there's at least some portion of the problem with the player engagements with the hard non-matchmade activities is that not necessarily the difficulty of the content, but the lack of good in-game way to find groups of players to do it with? That's a part of it, but not really. We're five years in, man. We're five years in. The people that want to do non-matchmade content have a means to do it, and the people that don't, don't really care. If they did, they'd figure it out. It's been five years, so no. It's part of it, but not a major part of it. Birdbro, sorry if this is a book. Do you think that there should be a hardcore planet area non-raid where you can go if you want? Everything scaled up in hardcore levels, world drops with no less than 55 stats on the armor, things like that. Kind of like the way the MMORPGs have high-level areas. This content isn't time-gated, pay-gated, skill-level-gated. I think world tiers for patrols would be a great way to start. Like, let me set the world patrol to legend or master or something. That gets difficult with instancing, because, like, if I drive from one side of the EDZ to another, you need to find me people that are doing the same thing, and I think that that can fragment the player base and make it feel a little bit empty. Um, so, so I don't know. I, I, I think that that would... I, I think world tiers would be great, but... Without dedicated servers, it gets complicated. With dedicated servers, I would say, put me on a 980 EDZ. And they'd be like, okay, here. Here you go, sir. Here's a server, a 980 uh, EDZ. And, uh, you know, there's 20-something people running around. Go have fun. And everybody's going there anticipating that. With the instancing, I think it's a technological barrier to this as an idea. I don't think Bungie would be opposed to this idea. I think there's more than likely technological barriers to making it work well. You'd be like, all these new light players would be like, where is everybody? Or opposite. Oh man, I'm a 950, 980. I'm trying to grind the good stuff. Man, I, you get a higher drop rate of XYZ. You get a better this or a better that rate or blah, blah, blah. Or the bounties are better or blah, whatever. I want to be at 980. There's nobody here. You know, that would be, that'd be tough. And you couldn't blend it and be like, oh, the enemies are 980 for me, but they're they're 750 for the new light player. That wouldn't work because a couple new light players in your instance would seem like gods. They'd be wrecking everything. You'd be like, oh, that guy's really hard. He's got a skull. And then in comes a new light player. It's like, hi, I have a blue shotgun. And he would just shoot him and kill him. Because for them, the world, you know, the, the, the world tier is at, what, is at the lowest and everything's weak for them. Uh, beer pie. I still think they should allow you to unlock seasonal gear as ornaments. If you run it while in Legend, you would unlock a bounty for each piece. It requires you to do the task while wearing the gear. 
that's not a question. Beer pie. I, I love that you put good suggestions out there, but I I don't want to retread this. I think if they give us too many too many easy lanes to ornamental armor, it kills armor grind. I think we need intentional armor grind, and then maybe certain pieces of armor become ornamental the next season, so you can kind of keep that look going if you want. Um, and then it's a database challenge too. Like you can't go to a pair of gauntlets and have like 18 or 25 or whatever ornaments. They have to limit it. I said they could make everything ornamental and give you like an ability to unlock it as you've kind of outlined here. But then you got to go to collections and say, these are the 10 ornaments I want to show up in the menu for my gauntlets. So all, all 90, you know, ornaments for gauntlets aren't in there, but you go in and select your 10 favorite. Because if not, because I mean, even now, if you want to see what I'm talking about, go to your ornament. As soon as you pull up armor, it gets it gets glitchy, right? Come down here, and if you added more here, like the little framey freeze drops and stuff, when you're doing all this stuff, like I mean, look at that. You pl- you click it, and it's like delayed, and it, you know frames are dropping in the menus and stuff. Like that would get even worse if that was jammed full of all the ornaments and the you know of, of of the armor in the game. I thought it was free. Can we get a clarification on the casual debate? Hardcore hobbyist, casual describing time played, not skill level. Well, I already uh, no, I already answered this question. I talked about the four different boxes. I, we've already answered this question. Wraith Resurgent. Off topic, but every season has a title. Would giving each title a plus 10 perk to an armor stat add a meaningful hardcore grind? I mean, no. I mean, I don't eh, I don't think so. That seems, that seems out of step. Stats seem to come from loot pursuit and, and currency investment. That's where the stats seem to come from. You're adding it to a triumph and a title grind, which seems that seems out of place. I don't think that's the right call. I like the idea, but I don't think it would. I don't. Th- I don't think that's the right call. I think if you want better stats, increase stats. That needs to be coming from loot pursuit or loot investment, and it's kind of both right now, which I think is good. But the lack of loot pursuit for good armor is where the biggest problem lies. I don't think we should be adding stats with you're jumping ahead anyway like we don't even truly know what armor 2.0 and all that's going to look like over the next couple of years or at least over the next year adding another thing in the game that just adds stats if all of your stats are really high it becomes superfluous like there's no painful decision do i wear this or do i wear that do i want discipline or do i want strength do i want intellect or do i there is no painful decision if you're constantly able to just just raise your your stats and this might add to that so if you guys have enjoyed this segment, don't go anywhere. I'm going to keep on streaming. If you've enjoyed your time here, it's like an interactive podcast. You can listen and lurk, work and lurk, play and lurk. A uh, lot of great conversation and discussion today. If you've enjoyed it, click that follow button. That's the little heart button and turn on notifications. That's a free way to support me. I'm going to do an outro, though, for the people that listen elsewhere. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.